0: your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime,
1: John, Some Sports Guy Hickman, and this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car would ever need, rockauto.com. Cody is Tuesday and yesterday you guys may know we had a fun episode with Seth Payne, formerly of the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Yesterday we talked about the defense, some expectations, what he thought of the front office so far. And you know, amongst other things, I think it was very enlightening to hear a former player just discuss this team without any biasness, right, Cody? I mean, I I felt like everything was true. Everything was what he felt, not to uh, endorse a team, but just tell it like he saw it. And I thought that was pretty uh, fresh, honestly. Uh, We talk about the Houston Texans all the time, and, you know, I'm never biased. I tell it how I feel, but just to kind of get another guy to come in and and discuss this team like that, I, I enjoyed it.
0: Yes, sir. And Seth, if you're out there listening once again, man, thank you so much for coming in on the show. Um, You know, it's always good to get an opinion about the Houston Texans. John, I understand everything that you said, but come on, man. I mean, he does this for a living. Monday through Fridays from six a m to ten a m on sports radio Six ten I mean he does this for a living man, <laughs> but you know with all that being said on today's episode, like I mentioned on yesterday, we're going to um break down the Houston Texans decision on the players that they cut, and we're also going to look into the market and see if there are some guys that the Houston Texans can bring on their squad to see if they can help this team moving forward as we head to the 2020 season, a a season that starts literally in 48 hours when they open up the season against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, we're going to take a look at that. And, um, you know, first and foremost, we have some news we want to share with you guys. On yesterday, the Houston Texans announced the injury report going up against Kansas City on Thursday. As of right now, all these guys, they have not been ruled out, but they were limited in practice on yesterday, starting with Brandon Cooks, Phillips Gaines, Cullen Gillespie, Jonathan Gennard, and Lonnie Johnson Jr. Out of all those guys that's on that list, of course, the two names that I'm looking at is Brandon Cooks and Lonnie Johnson Jr. because we know going into this season... Both of those guys, especially Brandon Cooks, they're going to have a lot on their plate this season. So, but we're going to take a look at those guys and and see if Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien and the Texans actually decides to ramp up their um, playing in practice. And I'm I, I, they they haven't been ruled out, but they have been limited. So,
1: and I also want to add that Garyon Conley, cornerback Garyon Conley, has been placed on IR. You know, yesterday, Cody, we mentioned how this is a big year for uh, J.J. Watt to see where he stands with the Houston Texans, whether they approach him to reconstruct his deal or, you know, any of the options that they have with this player moving forward. Not just J.J. Watt on this defense has a big year. Uh, Vernon Hargraves, who's had a, a good camp so far, uh, this it's a big year for him. But we mentioned Garyon Conley, who is starting off the season on IR, it was a very big year for him as well. A former first-rounder, had a terrible time in Oakland, now Las Vegas. I Came here last year and, you know, really stood out as the Texans' best cornerback towards the end of the year. Starting off the season, on IR isn't a good look for him. Uh, we'll see uh, how long he's out. But I got to tell you, I'm very disappointed that he's on that list. You know, we mentioned Jonathan Gennard and his injury. Uh, Brandon Cooks now being listed as available for the first game with the Texans, but it's kind of in question. We need him on the field for this receiving court of work. I, I think he's going to play an integral part for this um, team this year offensively, but Lonnie Johnson Jr. with his hip injury, I hate to see his name pop up, but again, these guys can still play. They can still go out there and play significant roles for Houston this Thursday. Currently, only Garyon Conley is for sure out for game one. He has been placed on IR.
0: I'm a little bit concerned about Garyon. I mean, yes, he's on the injury reserve because he is still recovering from his ankle surgery. Um, but, you know, given the amount of training camp he missed, the worst part about all of this is the fact that he is in his contract season. And, I'm looking at this from a standpoint if he do not perform at at no time throughout this year or he comes in late and next thing you know, he's behind three, four other corners at that position, a, a position that might be a little bit deeper than what we give them credit for. I don't see him being a, I don't see a situation where the Texans might bring him back next season. Now, of course, we got to start this season and get through the entire 2020 season when we start looking at, you know, the off season and stuff, but you know, given the talent, given the potential that this secondary especially the cornerback has, it's not looking too good for Gary on. And I actually have high hopes for him going into this season because we saw When he got to Houston, he was able to turn around his career. And I was excited to see what he was going to be able to bring in 2020. But like you said, John, starting the season on IR, it's not a good look. Later later on, we're going to talk about another guy who started last season on, on IR, and he's no longer part of this team.
1: One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.
0: You know, we wanted to talk about this on yesterday, but of course, with Seth Payne coming in, we decided to change up our whole entire show. And uh, we really didn't go into depth on our thoughts on the players that the Houston Texans released as they trimmed their roster down to get to that 53-man mark. In total, the Houston Texans released and waived a total of 23 players, some of which were not so surprising, some of which was very surprising. And um, in the first segment, I talked about the concern I have for Garyon Conley as he began begins this season on IR, and I brought that up because, like I mentioned, I have high expectations for him going into this season, but starting the season on IR can be really a dangerous situation for a player because you never know who at your position will take your role and become a rotational player for the Houston Texans moving forward. The prime example that I want to talk about basically happened last year. And I was actually surprised that the Texans decided to release this guy because, John, as you know, going back to I don't know when, <laughs> you and I have been going back and forth for the longest about what the Houston Texans are going to do at tight end. I remember when I did my position preview, I, I, I called it one of the deepest positions that the Texans have. There's talent. There's potential. Um, there's veteran leadership there. And everyone knows that the starter going into this season was going to be Darren Fells, and everyone knows the backup of Darren Fells was going to be Jordan Akins. With that being said, we all knew that it was going to come down between Kaheli Warren and Jordan Thomas. And on Saturday, the Houston Texans saw fit to release my guy, Jordan Thomas. And I really, really do feel bad for Thomas because if you go back to this time last season, he was on verse to have a breakout season. The rookie season that Thomas had in 2018 was part of the reason why they felt comfortable in releasing Ryan Griffin after his whole sh- shenanigans that happened last offseason. He was basically going to be the Texans' next starting tight end. But unfortunately, he, he succumbed to a rib injury during the preseason of last year. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was the final preseason game last season got placed on IR, and he did not come back until week nine, week 10 of the NFL season. At this time, Darren Fell had already solidified himself as the Texans starting tight end. Akins had already solidified himself in a reliable rotational role for the Texans last season. And then you also got to take a look at the emergence of, of Kaheli Warren. Now, both of us here on Locked On Texans, we have been kind of up and down on Warren, but due to the great, training camp that he has had especially over the past two weeks we, we were able to get a taste of what the Houston Texans see in him and um, that resulted in the Texans decision to part ways with Thomas as of right now he had just signed I believe with the practice squad for the Arizona Cardinals and um, you know I, I will say he was by far my most surprise cut that the Texans decided to do on Saturday You know, I
1: really wouldn't call it surprising. I think when we look at what has transpired for the Houston Texans over the past month or so, we look at the solidification of the number one tight end, right? It was solidified. Darren Fields just got his money in this offseason. Houston is big on him. Had a very great connection with Deshaun Watson in the red zone last season, accounting for seven touchdowns, right? So we knew he was locked in. And going off last year alone, the next Best tight end for the Houston Texans, who I actually think is the best tight end, is Jordan Akins. He led the tight ends for the Texans last year in yards uh, and receptions. He knows how to get open, and he's very unique for the Texans' offense when it's unbalanced, which is what we're expecting from Tim Kelly this year. Get a little bit more creative, right? So then we have to look at Kaheli Warren, who was drafted in the third round in Jordan Thomas. You put it just how it is. Last year, Thomas did not show anything because he was on IR. So going into this year, I think he knew that he was fighting against expectations and the emergence along the way of Kaheli Warren and was unfair to not only him and a lot of these players, there is no preseason. This is the, you know, most unnormal off season we've had in the NFL for a very long time, if not ever. Right. So, it sucks to see him go, but you saw it coming. That's what I'm getting at. You saw it coming. Um, and it is what it is. Now, he did land on his feet. He is in Arizona. The Texans wanted to bring him back, put him on the practice card. I think going to Arizona is a little bit, you know, better for him. I think he may have an opportunity to really get some playing time eventually. But right now, we're, we are with Fells, Aikens, Warren. And we will see a good dosage, I believe, of a lot of those guys, all three of those guys throughout the season because each tight end can do something a little bit different than the other one can. And I think Houston made the right decision.
0: I don't think Houston made the right decision. Um, You know, you you and I can go back and forth. Listeners at home, you and I can go back and forth. until I see – Kaheli Warren go out on the field and perform. I mean, hell, it's one thing to see him perform in in training camp, but it's another thing when it, when they call your number and it's time for you to go out there and perform when the lights are bright, you have fans in the stand, either cheering or booing your name with wherever you might be playing on that particular day. I'm under the belief. We knew what Jordan Thomas was able to do. We don't know what Kaheli Warren is going to be able to do. And besides Thomas knew that he that he had his back up against the wall heading into this um training camp and and then the fact that I know this guy in the offseason, I mean hell this man lost twenty to twenty five pounds he came back in shape and fit, and from what I saw, he looked damn good, you know but I am happy that he was able to somewhat get back on his feet. I mean, I don't expect him to be on the Arizona Cardinals practice squad that long. I'm pretty sure he's going to find his rotation. I mean, hell, at least he gets to reunite with DeAndre Hopkins, a guy that he actually worked out with a lot during his tenure here with the Houston Texans. But with that being said, the one guy that I am happy that the Texans found need to keep, but I'm not surprised that they actually put him on the practice squad, is Scotty Phillips. John, I know... Both of us, as a matter of fact, we are really, we are really big on the potential that Scotty Phillips can bring to this team. And the running back position is solidified. You know, we know no matter what goes on, David and Duke Johnson, the Johnson brothers is what I'm going to call them this season, the Johnson brothers is going to hold that backfield down. But unless one of them fall under expectations or get hurt or whatever the case might be, I'm happy to know that they kept Scotty Phillips around because you never know when you might have to call his number.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at the practice squad. Mm -hmm. There are two guys that I was like, man, I hate the Texans cut them. But then they immediately put them on their practice squad. And I was most surprised by Greg Mance getting released, but he's also on the practice squad, our guard. But Cordell Iguagu and Steven Mitchell, the the guard out of Baylor and the wide receiver, Steven Mitchell. I thought those two, especially, especially Steven Mitchell, I thought they had a very good enough camp to get – some 53-man roster burn. Uh, But again, some players are going to be put like those two guys, like Greg Metz. Some of these guys are going to be placed on the practice squad with the intention of being kept around just in case. And I think now we may have to just continue to focus on the 53-man roster we have in regards to two days from now, there is a football game starring the Houston Texans.
0: After everybody had wiped their eyes... (laughs) due to the tears that Deshaun Watson and his family put on everybody's face during the press conference on Saturday, Bill O'Brien touched on the fact that he is still – considering making some roster changes as we head into the new season. And um, he actually talked about it again during his media availability on yesterday. And he said that the one position, well, one of the positions that he, that he is actually looking at is the quarterback market, because as of right now, only of course, Deshaun Watson and AJ McCarron are the only two quarterbacks that the Texans have on their roster at the moment. But in any year, it's always good to have a third string. And especially at a year like this, when you really don't know, what the hell can happen at any given moment, the Texans do need to go out and consider at least looking for a third string quarterback, a quarterback at least that they can put on their um, practice squad. But with all that being said, John and myself, we want to take the opportunity to look at positions or look at players who were cut this past week, who might be able to help the Houston Texans moving forward as we prepare for this 2020 season. Now, of course, whoever they sign, whether they listen to us or not, whoever they sign, Nine times out of ten, they're not going to be ready for Thursday's game, but hopefully next week for their home opener against the Baltimore Ravens. So, John, I'm going to let you go first because me personally, I'm confident in what the Texans are going into the season with, but there is one position I feel they do need to upgrade, but I'm going to let you go first.
1: Yeah, so when I'm looking at the Houston Texans right now, and I'm looking at – a defense that was in the bottom half of the league last year. And I'm looking at a defense with, you know, we're going to play a couple of guys at that safety position. We're going to utilize a couple of guys at that safety spot alongside of Justin Reed. You know, I'm looking at a safety position that could be upgraded. And in last year, Jalil Adai, who's still a free agent right now. I mean, he had a very good year for Houston. I hated to see him go. I, I thought he was very important, a versatile player that could come down, Uh, as safety come down at the box he can also uh, play back if he needs to had two interceptions last year and more importantly he just had a lot of chemistry with this Texans team and defense last year also jabal Sheard is another one Uh, a defensive lineman who played for indiana played for new england Uh, a guy that is very serviceable can come in you know get you seven sacks of course when I'm when I'm saying these type of numbers, I'm not saying that's what he'll do for Houston. I'm saying that's what he's done before. But in the past, he's had eight sacks in the season. He's had five and a half sacks in the season. He's had seven sacks in the season. So I think he's a very uh, a good guy that can come in, play some defensive linemen at that edge rush position, and be very serviceable for Houston. It's not like Houston really needs a lot of those big names that are out there, like HaHa, Clint Dix. It's not like that's what they need. They need guys that are going to be serviceable because all of the big names that Houston needs, they already have. Right? We We've heard of the big name guys like the – you know, the DeAndre Hopkins, the Jadavion Clowney, who signed in Tennessee and crossovers will be pretty fun this year. Uh, you know, in the past with Andre Johnson and Arian Foster, they've had a lot of those big name guys. It seems like their transition, what they're going to is guys that can do a lot of a little bit of everything, right? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And if that's the route they're going, then let's look at what the players that they want. And I think when you look at uh, Jabal Seard, who played and won the Super Bowl, with the New England Patriots. Perfect guy to come in and fit your system. Blue O'Brien was a part of the coaching staff over in New England. Jack Easterby came from New England, right? That's the guy you will like. And Jalil is also a guy who has been here before, two interceptions, was productive, and we can bring him in and he can do a little bit of everything. And so those are the two guys that I think would benefit from coming to Houston.
0: I like those two picks and I 100% agree with you. I don't think the Houston Texans need a big-time free agent to come in. That's why I'm not looking at a guy like Earl Thomas who is still on the market and like you say haha Clinton Dix. Um but to be honest with you John, I'm actually okay with our secondary right now. I might feel different come Thursday night, going into Friday morning, I might feel different. We keep those names in mind because we might be doing a segment depending on what we see on Thursday. We might be doing a segment saying that, hey, they they need to call their numbers like like Now, but um, the one position that I'm looking at and I feel that the Houston Texans still need to at least improve on is the edge rush position. They have some potential, and of course, their biggest potential is Jonathan Grenard, but I know he's not going to play a big factor for the Houston Texans coming out of the gates. Matter of fact, to be honest with you guys, yes, he is the one guy that I'm most excited to see what his career is going to be about, but I don't think he's going to play a big role for the Texans this season. With that being said, I would like to see the Texans go after Clay Matthews. Yes, I get it. He is not the Clay Matthews that became one of the best edge rushers over the past decade um, with the Green Bay Packers. But I feel at this stage in his career, he would do great service for the Texans because he checks just about every single box that the Houston Texans might be looking for in whoever they might bring from the free agency market. First and foremost, last season... Matthews still showed that he can still get after the quarterback. He recorded eight sacks last year for the Los Angeles Rams. And outside of J.J. Watt, that's what the Houston Texans need. Yes, I know Whitney Merciless is there. We have been really high on Jacob Martin talking about he wants to get double-digit sacks. But how much confidence do we really have in Martin and Merciless that they can go out there and be that edge rusher that the Houston Texans need? With that being said, he will be able to fill that void, a void in which, by the way, they've still been looking for ever since the departure of De'Devion County. Another reason why, and this is the biggest reason why I want to see Clay Matthews here, we talked about it a lot. The future of the Texans' front seven is Ross Blacklock and Jonathan Grenard. You already got a great veteran in J.J. Watt you can learn from. Why not bring another great? in Clay Matthews that can help these two young studs, especially Jonathan Gennard, to understand the in and out of being what it takes to be a great defensive player in this league. So those are the two main factors I want to see Clay Matthews. And then to top it all off, I mean, at this stage in his career, he's getting into his twilight age. He's 34 years old. You can basically get him for a bargain. I'm pretty sure sharing a defensive line with J.J. Watt, I don't think he's going to be able to, give you a like he did last year. But if you just cut that in down in half and like me and John has been talking about over and over and over again, the Texans need to do something to make sure that they relieve the pressure of JJ Watts. You might be able to keep, your biggest asset on the defensive end and wide healthy throughout the season because he's not going to have that pressure to go out there and carry that front seven like he did last year. So, you know, that is the main reason why I would like to see them go after Clay Matthews because in my eyes right now, he is not only the most affordable, but the best veteran edge rusher that you can possibly go out and get. Now, of course, I just say that I do feel confident in the Texans secondary, and I do, but if there was a way I would like the Texans to go out and get to lead. I feel you can bring him in. He would check all those boxes that Clay Matthews would check with the Houston Texans. And you can have a guy like Lonnie Johnson Jr. to learn from one of the best corners over the past decade or so.
1: You know, Cody, I actually disagree with the Clay Matthews. I think um, I, I disagree. I think what we have here for the edge rusher linebacker positions are set. But, and I think you kind of skipped over Charles Omanyu and what he's going to be for this Houston Texan defense. Uh, that's just my two cents on that. However, on Tlaib, you know, the idea of bringing him in if the secondary isn't really working out is a thought, is a you know, a decent idea. But he doesn't really check off what the Houston Texans want in a player and uh, character player. So I don't really see him and Houston being a holy matrimony. I think there's maybe other ways they could go. I'm John sports guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out the show today. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans and like us on Facebook.
0: Well, I will say this. The best part about the season starting on Thursday, we can start getting some answers because you and I have been really disagreeing on a lot of things as of late. And, um, you know, you're big on Charles. I'm so, so on Charles. But we shall see starting on Thursday. But as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, the game is on Thursday. Can't wait to get started. Peace.